Blog Talk Radio. My friends, Christ has risen. On that, we can depend. He will come back for us and make everything right. Good morning. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Shar McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the tenets that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, prayer, and meditation. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of uh, 
the Ryrie Study Bible, but you may use any Bible you wish. I have had uh, many spiritual experiences and in gratitude and faith for the coming Lord. We will have ongoing Bible readings and discussion about our spiritual experiences. I'm just focused on being myself and just reading the word, and that's it. And that's all I'm doing here on Sundays. And and also, I want to keep everybody in our prayers and in our mind and uh, have the spiritual focus so that we can be calm as we go about each day, knowing that our Heavenly Father is is actually taking care of everything for us if we just let him. And um, that's it. So let's bow our heads and say our traditional prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and their lives are in great jeopardy. And we pray for those who are all over the world who are suffering from violence here and abroad. And we include the animals with that. We pray for those who are sick in mind and body. And we pray for the lonely, uncomforted. Please, God, forgive us our sins. We pray for those who are suffering from domestic violence in their own homes and for freedom from addiction of all kinds. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against every evil and protect our lives that will be taken for distorting evil reasons. We believe these people have become martyrs and all your angels watch over everyone, and we ask the martyrs to pray for us. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including animals that can't speak for themselves. We also pray for wisdom for our president and the rest of our policymakers, that they may have, they have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries, for problems all over the world, and for the suffering going on all over the world. Thank you, God. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care. And we also ask in Jesus' name to help everybody with mental illness, with anxiety and fear, as these are fear-provoking times. Remember to rely on God, and God will get us through everything and even this. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care. And our prayers are for everyone and all of our families. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, for you, if you don't have a Bible today, you can go to www.biblia.com, and that's the best online resource that I, that I like. And uh, there's also another one, biblegateway.com. And the opium music was by Save, a vocal group from the CD Native Angels by Save. And if you didn't notice, it's a, a native uh, language and uh, traditional Native American instruments however they're doing it in the form of a gregorian chant and i I just adore it if you'd like to get your own copy you can go it's called native angels by savi i got my copy on amazon and they also are on facebook and you can also listen to them for free on youtube and they have a cd on amazon that's where i got my latest cd because i keep missing them so anyway I wish everybody a very, very happy birthday. This is your special day. 
We wish you a very prosperous year again ahead. And uh, I want to wish my my best bud, uh, Curtis. It was a very wonderful birthday party you had yesterday and Friday. Uh, it was your birthday, and happy birthday, Curtis. And then Curtis Kanush, he's 54. Nancy Young Hormick, she's 61. Eben Alexander III, Michael Steele, and Eben Alexander again. And then Ritzel Daff Rodnik. We wish them a very, very happy birthday. God bless you. And if today's your special day, uh, we'll say prayers for you and celebrate you into the year ahead that you're very prosperous and uh, you have good ideas and uh, special ways that you do things with your uh, special talent that God has given you and just use it and go for it. Okay, so if you have a special request or anything like that for me, you can actually call me today if you want, and it's 619-924-9744, but you're always welcome to friend me on Facebook, Charlene Simpson McCain, and if you have any questions, please let me know. So now we are up to James Chapter 3, and uh, I'm going to read you the summary, and I really have enjoyed this uh, whole Bible reading that we've been doing straight through the New Testament to James 3. So here's the summary. Those who can't do, teach. Not everyone is cut out to be a teacher like James. Oh, really? Teachers have to watch what they do and say at all times because people are just waiting for them to mess up. Well, it's sort of true, but teachers are also, also make mistakes, tons of them. Sometimes it's hard to keep the control of your tongue. A person's tongue is like a rudder on a ship. It's a little tiny piece tucked away under the boat but it can steer the whole vessel through the uncharted waters. The tongue is pretty small, too, but it can take you to some amazing places. It's sort of like a whole new forest can come up in flames just from a few sticks and matches. Our tongues are like little, tiny fires, ready to set the world ablaze. Stand back. But an unruly tongue can produce good words and bad words. We all say all kinds of good things about God in our mouths. But then we talk bad about his creations, other people, in the same breath. How rude. Folks really shouldn't be doing this, says James. It makes as much sense as having a faucet that pours out pure wine and sparkling water, and then one day saw raw sewage in another. That's kind of gross. But if you're smart, then you'll be humble and kind. But if you've got the wrong kind of wisdom, the devilish kind, and you'll be bitter, envious, selfish, clawing, liar. Yikes! The bad kind of wisdom we can wreck in the world, and it does wreck the world. And be good and kind can bring peace and sunshine and rainbows for everybody. So that's what we all want. So I want to thank www.swoop.com. And uh, now get ready, everybody, and go to our books. Uh, the Sacred Bible, we're going to go straight to Chapter 3. And uh, I'm not a perfect person, so please uh, forgive me if I stumble, if my tongue gets tied, if my throat closes up or anything like that. Because I get stressed when I, sometimes when I'm reading it, and uh, sometimes I'm just tired and it just doesn't come out right. But anyway, I'm still doing it, though. I don't want to give up on this. We're almost at the end, really. It's really going to be the beginning. Okay, sins of the tongue. It's a bridling. 
chapter 3, James. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as much as we will incur a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in the many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are great and are driven by a strong wind, they are directed by a very small rudder whenever the inclination of the pilot desires. It's boasting. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a force is set aflame by such a small fire. And then the tongue is in a fire in the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life. Well, that's the truth. And is set on fire by hell. That's a very strong warning. For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But also, one can tame the tongue if it is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out, send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs? Not, nor can salt water produce fresh water. Okay, true, true wisdom. Now we're up to 13. And who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show his neighbor his deeds of gentleness and wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it is earthy, natural, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed of the fruit is the righteousness of sown in peace by those who make peace. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so let's go back to 3.1. It says, teachers, since teachers use their tongues to instruct others, that they may be judged more strictly. It's because if you want to stand out and say you're a teacher, you're going to be judged harsher. Because more is expected of you. And it says, uh, verses uh, 3.2 is found in the second clause. If anyone, if he is a perfect man, perfect means mature, of full moral and spiritual growth. The word for man is male, indicating that men particularly need to guard against the use of a tongue. Small but powerful is a tongue, like a bit, a rudder, and a small fire. Okay, it says, of course, in our life, the whole course of human existence, the tremendous destructive power of the tongue comes with from hell. Okay, you know, if we really look at that and uh, 
this says this again. This was written 2,000 years ago or more. And uh, here it says, the power of the tongue comes from hell. And as we knew uh, in the Hitler days, they called him like the golden talker who talked his way into making hell for his country and for a lot of other people. Okay, and then it says, uh, in the likeness of God, the divine image has been marred by sin, but not totally obliterated. Our being made in the image of God is the basis for not cursing our fellow man. See, that's why that's why he kept saying, so don't do this. This is, a, this is another child of God. The point is that a believer's tongue should not speak inconsistencies. And then uh, it says uh, 3.13, a question that opens this verse, sets the theme for 13 through 18 verses. And the answer is that this person who remembers his moral responsibilities, because we do have a, a responsibility to be you know, moral at all times. And um, let's see. And the last one is whose fruit is righteousness in contrast to 120 when it's not. So uh, very interesting. It was a short little chapter, but powerful because the tongue is short and it's also powerful. So anyway, so let's go for reading our guideposts. A little story. Let me see. I'm still looking. I'm just trying to get to... Okay, this is from Children's Corner in our um, guidepost. So, it's rocks in my head. This is by Kathy Johnson Gale. And look what I bought you boys from the store today, Mom said proudly. She reached into the sack and pulled out two shiny new lunch boxes. Oh, no, I thought myself. Cool, Jason cried, grabbing the one covered with brightly colored pictures of dinosaurs. And Mom said I picked this one for you, Eric, because I know how much you like outer space. She handed me a lunchbox decorated rocket ships and planets. Thanks, Mom, I managed. I took the lunchbox from her and stared at it. Flicking the hatch with my thumb, I opened it up and it looked at a chunky thermos inside. Galaxies and spinning around it. How could I tell Mom the boys don't take lunchboxes to school in fourth grade unless they wanted to be called babies? I smiled, but I couldn't think of anything else to say. Mom had been so sad about us about the divorce, she was just starting to be her old self again, and I didn't want to say any or do anything that would upset her. I took the lunchbox to my room and dropped it on the floor by my bed. I, I paced around the room a few times thinking. Then I picked up a shiny black Ignatius rock from the top of a, my bookshelf and started tossing it into the air and catching it. I had the best rock collection of any kid in school. Mom always bugging me about it, though. When you are going to get something about all these rocks, so Eric, she would ask, I can't even dust your room. I could see why it bothered her. There were rocks covering just about every surface of my room, including the windowsill. But no one could part, I, wait, could I part with any of my rocks. Each one was special, and I had several goodies with speckling crystals inside. A quartz rock that my friend Tammy gave me, fossil rocks I found at our house before the divorce, a bunch of agates that my grandpa gave me, and a real moon rock from Dad. At least he said it was real. 
I began bouncing the Ignatius rocks against my bed. And when I was what was I going to say to mom? How could I tell her without hurting her feelings that I didn't want the lunchbox? By bedtime, I still hadn't thought of a way to tell mom, and I didn't want to the lunchbox. So tomorrow was the first day of school, and my new clothes were laid out on a chair. The lunchbox was still beside my bed, eating away at my self-confidence. I fell back into my pillow and stood at the window. Moonlight played softly on the rocks along my windowsill. Only a kid with rocks in his head would carry a lunchbox to school, I thought. And then it hit me, the solution to my problem, and it had been right under my nose all along. The next morning, I saw Mom in the kitchen cooking eggs. Hey, Mom, I said, hold the lunchbox out for her to see. This lunchbox is great. It holds a lot of rocks. She looked at the lunchbox and stared at me. You put rocks in your lunchbox? I was talking fast now. Sure, I can fit in all the ones that were on my windowsills and some of my desks too. But what are you going to take your lunch in? Uh, I'll just take a paper sack, I said, pulling a small sack from the drawer. That's what most guys do anyway. And a slow smile came to my mom's face. I see. Well, hmm, she scooped the eggs into my plate. Rocks in your lunchbox sounds like a good idea especially if you wash off those windowsills when you get home. There was a mischievous light in her eyes, and I hadn't seen it for a long time. No problem, I said, and then I hugged her. A guy would have had to have rocks in his head not to be love mom like that. That was very cute, and I want to thank you all for listening this morning, and thanks for tuning in, and uh, I appreciate your support. I do see a lot of people are going and listening to archives, and I want to wish you well, all you archive people. I love you very much, and uh, I'm really thankful that you're tuning in and listening to our little Bible study every Sunday. So let's do the closing prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Please come back next week and bring your friends and your family And I love you, and where you're sitting, know that God loves you so much. You're a precious child of his, and there's only one of you in the whole existence of the world, of eternity. So know how precious you are. He made you just like you are. And let us accept ourselves and each other and with love in our hearts and love in our brains. So, in closing, may God bless you and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. You are never alone. Remember that. You're never alone. I love you. God loves you. And may your best dreams come true and true love live in your heart. God bless you. I'll see you next week. And happy trails, everybody. Bye-bye.
Please. 